We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is confirmed. Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, will be back in Detroit next year, 2020. Coming at you on our Mercy Pod on episode 67 of the Pride Podcast. Blue Wire. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 67. And for episode 67, we were actually supposed to have our guy Jordan Reed from the Draft Network talk with us, talk some draft analysis. And don't worry, we're still going to do that episode. That that episode's going to come out very soon. But we had some breaking news on this Tuesday afternoon. You know, we were looking just for a casual day. You know, we're going to do our our draft coverage early. We're going to have Jordan Reed. But nope, Martha Ford comes out with some news and says... Hi, I'm Martha. (laughs) Oh, but by the way, before we get into the news, before we get into the news, big shout out to everybody that tuned into the Hakeem Velez interview. That was phenomenal. Support on it, phenomenal. If you guys liked it, appreciate you guys a lot. If you don't like it, you still listen. I appreciate you. I don't give a shit if you didn't like it, but you listen. So I appreciate you. But phenomenal interview. Thank you, Hakeem, again, if you're listening. He's, he seemed like he's going to become a fan of the podcast now after you know we were talking to him. So if you are listening, Hakeem, shout out to you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. But uh, we're going to talk about two people Hakeem was not a big fan of. Uh, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. They are being retained and they will be the they'll stay on duty for 2020 and you know you guys know my opinion you know Pierre's opinion you know Malcolm's opinion but now that it actually happened we thought it was you know we should talk about this this is important news these guys are going to be our head coach so my main suspects Pierre and Malcolm who wants to start with this Matt Patricia and Quinn are still here I'm happy I'm not mm-hmm. not 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 because of that I'm saying I'm happy because the whole Twitter Back and forth, the, the Twitter war, the fire Matt Patricia, the keep Matt Patricia, 
all this could kind of end for now. Like, it could kind of end for now. I guess, like, it's done. He's our coach. We all know whether you like it or not, he's going to be here next year. Now we can just move on. Now we can just move on and, and try to look at exactly what the hell can we do to fix this team. So in that aspect, I'm kind of happy. As far as me wanting Patricia to stay or go, I didn't care. I said this from the beginning. I just want I just want to win. I just want a team that's going to win. And if they thought that, you know, keeping Patricia would have been the best move for next year, then I would have been down with it. If they thought firing Patricia would have been the best move for next year, I would have been down with it. So as long as we're in the direction of winning, I'm down I'm down with that. That's what I want. I just want, I just want a winning team. So I didn't really care what happened on that end, and I'm just happy that this war, this total war, which I never took part of, thank God. Kudos to you, man. <laughs> yeah, thank God I didn't take part of it, but I'm just just seeing it over and over. I'm just glad it's over. So you're trusting Martha Ford in the situation that she made the right decision. As as of right now, I mean, shit. Do we have any? Do we have a choice? I mean, yeah, you have a choice. You don't. You can not like it. You can, you can not like it. it. But I mean, what's that gonna do to me? Am I gonna buy the Sunday ticket? Next year, probably, yeah, most likely. I want to watch my Lions game. Yeah, you will. I'm going to watch sure. IP Lions game. I'm going to tune in, and I'm going to want us to win. So I'm putting my faith in Martha Ford right now, which is, I mean, is it ideal? Probably not, but <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Okay. Now, you guys know where I stand with this. Um, I'm, am I shocked? Not at all. I actually expected this to happen. I expected them to be retained. I expected them to have their job in 2020. So I'm not going to come on here and scream and be outraged and just say fake stuff that I don't actually believe in. I expected this to happen, honestly. And I have no inside sources connected to it. I just kind of expected it. Uh, you know, I knew the injured card was going to be an excuse. Do I agree with it? I do not agree with it. But I knew it was going to be an excuse why they got another year. Uh, so we mentioned that we had Jordan Reed in our podcast. You guys are going to definitely want to tune in. He had some opinions on Patricia and uh, Bob Quinn as well. So don't let it gonna, out. Yeah, yes. don't let it out yet. Let them hear yeah, it. Yeah, they will. But I just I don't see a direction with this football team. I really do not see a direction with this football team, especially with these guys. You know, we have – it seems like a locker room that's not 100% bought into this guy. And I can't have anything to back that up. I'm just kind of going on what we know, kind of what we heard from Hakeem. He's saying not – you know, even those Patriots guys said, this is nothing like New England. He said that himself in our podcast. I'm just not convinced this this whole locker room is convinced on what Patricia's selling. You know, his record is obviously nothing to brag about. It's very ugly. I don't think this is the right decision. I think we're kind of just wasting our quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I think we're – and I'm scared to sell because I brought up this analogy before, and it's the Pistons. And I and you guys know me. I like to bring up other sports when I relate to yeah, stuff. So, yeah, so the Pistons with Stan Van Gundy, it was kind of like his last year. It could go either way. It was make it or break it for Stan Van Gundy. Right. And – we saw him at the deadline, even when he was expected to be gone because the season is not going the way they're going. They're going to miss the playoffs again. And he was still on duty of being the head coach and team president or whatever. Our dumbass owner, Tom Gores, allowed him to make a very bold move that could cost you in the future big time. And that was trading for Blake Griffin. 
Now, what I'm scared of, they haven't done it yet, but what I'm scared of, and I think that could possibly happen, because we know Bob Quinn, we know Matt Patricia, their job is nowhere near safe for a long term. All we know right now, their job is safe for 2020. We don't know their job is safe for 2021, mm-hmm. 2022. Not even, not even all 2020. So I'm, exactly. I'm be honest, not even all 2020. If they saw rough, like, they saw yeah. rough. They're gone. I can they're see that gone. happening mid mid season. Yeah. So I mean, they they next year is definitely a make it Their or break. It is like warming up big time. Yeah. So no long term plan with these guys at all. These guys are not guaranteed anything besides the start of twenty twenty and that they're going to get this offseason. That's all they're guaranteed right now. And I'm scared as hell right now because I'm scared we're going to make that Blake Griffin move. I'm scared we're going to make that big ass bold move that could kill us long term. That is going to put us in a bigger hole than than we're actually in right now. I don't think we're one piece away. I don't think these guys could just get one piece and this thing's going to be a fix. I don't think one draft's going to fix it. I don't think one offseason's just going to fix all of this. I think it's just such a mess right now. And just going from past experience. Patricia's gone two years. Bob Quinn's gone four. Nothing about these guys just shocked me of like, you know, like look at Bob Quinn's drafts. Like where is any of his picks just turned into studs. Like we have Galladay, we have Walker, who looks promising. Glasgow looks promi- or he's been good. Uh, Frank Ragnall looks very good. But like other than that, like he's a very average to below average drafter. Is that fair? He's an okay drafter. I'd say he's okay. And I've been so- saying that for like the past couple of weeks on Twitter and on Instagram and going back and forth with people. I think he's an okay drafter. But okay does not win you football games. Exactly. You need you need stars. You need you need difference makers. Yeah, and like the depth of this football team, it's not there. It's not there. We thought it was there. It's not there. I just don't like the direction this team's going. I've seen enough, I think, from what I've had to see from Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia to give me a, a true like test of what they are. And I don't think it's going to work. I don't think these guys are going to work here. And I think, like I mentioned, we're just wasting time of our elite quarterback. We're wasting time of our franchise quarterback. And I think... I don't think it's a one-year project. I don't. I don't think Patricia could fix this all in year three. I don't. I think we're too far behind just for all this to be fixed. You know, am I, am I optimistic? Not at all. Do I want to be? Hell yeah, I want to be optimistic about it. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. I hope you guys could bring this and spit in my face. I really do. But I just don't see an end side. I don't see winning happening anytime soon in Detroit as long as these two are here. All right. Uh, I want to give my thoughts on this. Obviously, I don't agree with the move. Um, I hope I'm wrong, though, because I we, I really want to see this team succeed. But I don't agree with the move, and here's why. Um, when Bob Quinn was hired, the number one thing he preached about this team was depth, right? He said the depth on this team is bad. Like, the starters were solid, but the depth on this team is bad. Well, you look at the depth now, like, who the hell do they have behind their starters? Like, a starter goes down, you could see, like, it's a big drop, man. Yeah, we're like, screwed. Except the O-line. The O-line has good depth. I'll give them that. Crosby and Wiggins, they've been good depth pieces. But linebacker depth, average corner depth, forget about that. Safety depth, there's nothing there. Um, Wide receiver depth, there's nothing there. They had to sign guys on and off the practice squad back and forth. Running back depth, there's nothing there. Quarterback depth, there's nothing there. So you got a ton of depth issues at a ton of areas. And And then you look at your starters, right? You got to upgrade a lot of positions too. Your D line, the D line, it's going to be different next year than it was this year. That that's a fact. Um, you need another linebacker, right? You probably need another safety. Tavon's a free agent, and Will Harris just hasn't worked out. 
And uh, Jordan Reed will talk about that in the next episode, why Will Harris hasn't really worked out. And then uh, cornerback, is Slay going to be here? That's a question. Melvin is a free agent. Um, is Mike Ford a guy you, you still want in the system? There is a ton of questions on defense. And then the offense, who the heck is the running back? Like, is, can you trust Carriana to carry the load? I can't. I mean, I think he's a good player, but he can't stay healthy, right? Um, wide receiver, you got Marvin Jones will be a free agent next year. Kenny Galladay's contract is coming up. They'll have to pay him. I hope they pay him. Uh, Danny Amendola is a free agent. Travis Fulgham, we haven't seen much from him. Marvin Hall, he's under contract next year. So you need another wide receiver. And then the O-line, right? Rick Wagner has been a big failure. Um, then you look at the guard. Graham Glasgow is a free agent. Would he want to sign here if they keep rotating him? I mean, if, if I was personally a guard, I would not want to sign with a team that keeps rotating me. And if I'm like one of the best ones on the team, I, I want to go somewhere where I'll start and they'll value me and they'll pay me. And I don't rotate with a guy, Kenny Wiggins or whoever it is. So you look at all that. And then you look when he said, when he, they brought in Patricia, right? Nine and seven wasn't good enough. We weren't told this was going to be a rebuild. We were told that this guy's going to get us over the hump. And I agree with that. I don't think Caldwell was good. I thought he was average. He took us as far as he could. They needed a change. They hired Matt Patricia. And they, they probably regret hiring him right now because it just hasn't worked out. And they're giving him another year. Because if they move on from him, it's likely another rebuild, and the Fords don't want to rebuild. So it's next year, it's boom or bust. And what I mean by that is you either win, or you bring in a new GM, a new head coach, and you start a rebuild. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of agree with that. I, I think next year it is. But I think like if he gets us to the playoffs, I think they will probably extend him probably a year or two after that. I think he just got to get us to the playoffs. And that's what I think. And even though there's a lot, a lot, a lot of holes, I, I was explaining to you guys before that, um, even with the holes, I think every team in the National Football League has holes. Um, but there's ways, there, there's ways to mask and, and kind of put band-aids on those holes. On those holes. And for as far as our offense, I think if you have a healthy Matthew Stafford, and this is going to Tyler's point of not thinking that one year can't turn this this mess around, and it's been a mess. Um I, I, the reason why I'm, op- I'm optimistic about you know you can in one year is that you know you had a top five offense when Stafford was in the game when Stafford was there then he was healthy, so you already know you have a you have a, a top quarterback already set. That's if he's healthy, if he's ready to go, he, he could play a whole year. Now with the defense, I mean that that mess that we seen last year, I think that's all fixed with a pass rush, and, and that's just my opinion. I think you know you get a guy, a guy in there, a couple guys, whoever. That could put, generate pressure. I think that fixes the defense. I think that fixes, you know, the the, the passing defense. Our running defense is they're, they're playing well. The running defense look like if they could play the way they're playing now next year, I'm happy with that. The way their run defense is. But right now we got Fister passing defense, and that's by putting pressure on the quarterback and give Stafford some help. So that's why I'm a little, you know, maybe they could turn around. Not saying Super Bowl, but they could turn this, you know, go from a three ten and one, easily to a ten and six team, eleven and five. Depending on if they're able to get a pass rush and run the ball successfully and all that stuff. I guess my counter argument to that is that I think we kind of just wasted a draft, a, a recent draft of you know grabbing guys like Hawkinson, and we missed positions of need. We missed the pass rush. Like the thing that confuses me, especially. 
Um, you mentioned they had the top five offense, and that's just exceeding expectations of having a top five offense. Like, I don't think that was the expectation going into the year. I didn't expect a top was five it? offense. I didn't expect it. Well, I'm and, expecting it next year, though, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm saying coming into 2019, I did right, not we expect they would have struggled. You know, mid tier offense, and then yeah. his defense would be top 10. That's what the expectation was. I think yeah, that's because we were top 10 the year before. We're top 10. We're actually number 10. Yeah, but the thing is that. Let's say our defense was bond this year for the majority of the year. And, you know, they, they were a top 10, top 15 defense. And the offense was struggling. New OC. I think I'd give you the benefit of the doubt that Patricia deserves another year. And that's kind of why I gave him the benefit of the doubt in 18, saying because I saw that defense and with my own eyes once they acquired Snacks Harrison just transform into be an elite defense almost. And that's what kind of gave me the optimistic coming into 2019. But now, seeing in 2019, there's not been very many good defensive performances. We're the 30th ranked defense or 29th, whatever the hell it is. It's very bad. I don't know what the number it's is. It's like tw- probably 28th or 29th. And Regardless. the run defense is doing, they've been doing their job like the past five weeks. Yes. They've improved. They've improved. I'll give them that. But they improved we'll a lot. See. They haven't given up a hundred yard rusher, and they played Zeke. They played Cook. They played a lot yeah. of guys. They played some. They played some guys. They didn't just play scrubs. No, but they I, didn't. I. The thing is, though, like I said, this guy's a defensive minded head coach, and that's was supposed to be the identity of the Detroit Lions. They're supposed to be a defensive team with Matt Patricia. That's why we right. hired this guy. Yeah. It's, it's to reform this defense into being a legit defense, you know, a defense for opposing offenses to be scared of. That was Patricia's goal. And the reason why we were sold on the optimism and thinking that this could be a special year is because they went out and got guys like Trey Flowers. They went out and got guys like Justin Coleman. They spent money. They spent a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick. So, yeah, not the first-round pick, but they spent three picks in a row after that on defense. That's what sold us the optimism. You look at it, I mean, Flowers has been good, but, like, he's not that premium edge rusher that gets a bunch of sacks. Not like that we expected that, but we expected pressures consistently. We still see quarterbacks sit in the pocket all day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you double him. Nobody yeah, else could be single no coverage. One, no one. Nobody could be. Nobody could be one on one. And exactly. to bring up with Trey Flowers, I mean, yeah, his numbers mirrors last year. But you gotta think about he he barely played the beginning of the year. Yeah, he was playing, he uh, was, dealing with a shoulder or whatever. With the shoulder. So if he was, if he was healthy all year long, and I'm not saying he would have been dominant, but he would have definitely had career numbers in Detroit. I could see him being a nine. Maybe a ten sack sack guy if he would have played if he was healthy all year long. Because right now he's at like he's at six, seven right seven. now. He's at I seven think his right career now. high is seven and a half. So he can yeah. still pass his career high. He can still pass a career high playing half of the year. So if he was healthy all year long, you could you could have seen a, a career high from from um, from Trey Flowers. Yeah, I, I think Pierre brought up a good point though with the depth that Bob Quinn was always saying that they have good starters, but the depth is not there. And that, that was his job. His, that was his job to fix one. Like Pierre said, one of these guys goes down. We're absolutely screwed. Like we see Darius Lee going on or like, shoot, you know, we have to go with the backup corner, but, um, a linebacker. Uh, you could say that for any team, but it's awful. Like when one of those guys goes down, no, and I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say um, when Darius Slay went down, Mike Ford came in Ford and played it, really Ford well. Was, Ford was what, what game okay. was that? 
He was okay Chiefs. with Casey, the Kansas Casey, City Casey, game. Casey, Casey, Casey. He came in and played really well. And I'm not saying that he's a – if we lost late for a whole year, you know, we could count on Mike Ford to play the rest of no. 15 games without Slay. But, you know, as far as a fill-in for, you know, a quarter or two, I think the depth is there as far as that. I mean, I think we can survive, but you lose your quarterback, man, who's majority of your offense. And I take this back to um, – you, you remember when the Colts lost Peyton Manning? Yeah. And how, how bad they went down. They won like two games, I think. They won like two games after that. I mean, it, it, that just shows like when your quarterback is majority of your offense. And I know there's some teams who could do it because they have such balance everywhere. They have an okay, either have an okay defense, okay running game. They're, 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 they're balanced, but Stafford is majority of his offense. So when he goes down, it uh, doesn't look good. See, the thing is, I don't want to pull the Stafford card out. And yeah, I would say our record would be better with Stafford. I'm not arguing that any at all. I'm not. But you would not be in the playoffs, though. You would not so be in the playoffs. It's kind of like though. a blessing in disguise that he went down. I'm not saying like I'm praising his injury, but it kind of like gives you a look at the actual roster when he went down because he kind of yeah. masked like a lot of shit. Like he really masked. He masked everything. That's like what I was talking about. You have a, you know, you can mask holes, and Stafford is a guy who could he masks holes. Like we have no running game, and since he's been here, he masked that hole. I mean, he's yeah. been able to be in the top ten. In offense, I mean, I don't know how many years. Yeah, so, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, though, that we were 3-4-1 and one with Stafford. And you look at some of the games, I'm saying we, we probably, like, we would have beat Washington. We probably would have beat Chicago at least once with Stafford. I'm not arguing that. But what I'm saying is, Jeff Driscoll versus Dallas gave you enough to win. He gave him 400 yards of offense or 500 right. yards of offense, whatever the hell it was. Um, even Tampa Bay, arguably, you know, your defense still gave up 500-plus yards. Uh, Thanksgiving. David Blau gave it enough for you to win. You couldn't stop the Bears' offense. Like, you know, Minnesota offense was irrelevant. Uh, when we played Chicago on the road, offense was irrelevant. When we played the Washington Redskins, offense was irrelevant. I'll give you those three games. But what I'm saying in general is, like, this team was still not going anywhere. And I told you this at the deadline. I would have traded Darius Slade because I didn't think this team was good enough. That was me before knowing Stafford was going to get hurt. Stafford was healthy. Stafford was playing really well. And I still said this team was not good enough. And when you have a top five offense and your identity of a, is supposed to reform this defense, it's not there at all. You spent money to fix this defense. You spend draft picks to fix this defense. It's not like they didn't do anything and just ignored it. They just ignored some maybe holes that they could have fixed. But I don't know. I, I was I was down with the slate trade, and the reason why I said that is because Darius Slay and he's a hell of a player. You know, DB, but I don't think he was gonna make or break this team this year. No, he's not. I and mean, that's Darius Slay wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be the factor. We turn it around and get to the playoffs, or if we don't make it to the playoffs, I yeah. think I think he was gonna be the 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 main factor of that that aspect. So I, I felt like we could have traded him and got some high capital for him, and been exactly where we are right now, three ten and one. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with right. you. They'll likely trade him in the offseason. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, he, he sounds, he's an outspoken guy. He, he tweets stuff. He talks about stuff. He retweets stuff. You know what I mean? Just so he's, I hope likely, he goes he is, to he's likely gone, man. And I it hope sucks. he goes to Seattle. I hope he goes to Seattle. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would goes, be like I my mean, second he should go to Seattle. I mean, you think about it. They got Ziggy. They got, they got Diggs. And they get Slay. I mean, they get Slay. I guarantee you, Slay leads the league in interceptions. I guarantee you. And Shaq Griffin. I guarantee you, if he goes to if he goes to Seattle, he will lead the league in interceptions. Hey, you throw a Rashad Penny in that deal. I'm I'm satisfied. (laughs) I mean, that's a different different topic on a different day. That's a different topic. Yeah.
So they'll likely have a top three pick, say top five, whatever. Yeah, top three, five pick. I think top three for sure. All right. What, just to be top safe, five is almost guaranteed. Top five, top five, five. Top five is guaranteed, pretty much. Top five pick, 15 million cash space. You trade Slay, maybe you release Wagner, you do this. You may, let's say like 50 to 60 million cash space right now. It could be a little more. Um, these guys are playing for their jobs. And I got like in an argument with someone on Twitter, not an argument, but he's like, Oh, Bob Quinn, he's going to be like, they're not going to be desperate, but they're going to be aggressive or whatever. Like, he thinks that they're not going to spend big money. And I think they will. I think what they'll do is they'll target like two or three players and they'll they'll go all out on them in free agency, make them like the highest paid at their position or one of the highest paid at their positions. Derrick Henry. And that could set Detroit back. That could give you cap space hell. Bob Quinn has never, he's always been good with his cap space, okay? But that could cause major concerns i mean Henry. we'll love it it's as fans, but the, look we'll <laughs> love it as fans if they sign three big players like we'll be crazy but then you also have to look at the cap for the future and it'll be hard to resign players you'll have to you'll have to like get really creative and stuff so that's Derek another Henry. concern and then in the draft you bet your ass they'll probably be aggressive they'll probably trade off for players they like trade down if they like if they don't think they're in the right spot but they're going to be aggressive this offseason they'll they're playing for their jobs and that could either set us back like it could fuck us up or that they'll be like really good there's I mean, no they're... like in between kind of because it, it's cash based man they'll have like 50 mil but then you also have free agents to sign the years in the coming years like as a gm you don't just look at this year you look at your long term too he's looking at and just he's, this year he's, he's just going to be focused on this year right yeah. because if he fucks up, he's out of his job. I mean, they're uh, one draft too late. They could did that shit last year when Josh Allen was right there, was one yeah. pick away. Yeah. But Why didn't he be aggressive did to Josh Allen? Oh, they didn't. And that's a different story on a different day as well. But I want to bring up this one topic, and it, it happened the same day, Tuesday afternoon. It happened about an hour later since we heard the stat, or the Patricia and uh, Quinn coming back. And this is a little fishy to me. Like, <laughs> this is just a little bit of fishy to me. Something a little stinky to me. Um, so they get their insurance that they're going to begin the offseason. They're going to get 2020, at least the start of 2020. Then we hear an hour later, about an hour later, Matthew Stafford gets placed on injury reserve. And, like, Patricia didn't know he was going to have his job coming into the year. Bob Quinn doesn't know he's having a job coming into next year. And we said we don't expect it to happen, but like, it wasn't on IR till they got the reinsurance. Were they gonna do some shit and actually play Matthew Stafford these last two games? I I think they would. They would not have played him. That, that, that's the dumbest thing they could do. I don't think they're that stupid because, I mean, you look the past couple of weeks, guys have like minor injuries. If Lions were competing for playoff spots, a lot of guys they place on IR would would just like be out for like a week or two. Like their injuries are minor, high ankle sprains, which is like four to six weeks. Um, I don't know, but th- most of the injuries they have are minor. They're not like major injuries to be scared of. So they were just placed on IR. I think they're. I don't want to say taking, but they're like they want to well, evaluate the young guys. It is the end of the year too, and these guys are not going to return in four to six weeks because there's not right. four to six weeks left. So you rather see it, so. right? Um, but yeah, the Stafford, he wasn't on IR though. Like Marvin Jones went on IR, uh, Driscoll went on IR. Like, yeah, I don't think he would have. I don't think I mean, he would have played. played. No, it, it looks like that. It looks like that. Like when you look at the thing, it looks like there's fishy stuff going on. But 
I mean, I cannot see no way in hell they would have played him. And like, also Kyle Mengele <clears throat> on, um, on ninety-seven won the ticket. I think he was saying like the Lions have had some like issues with their doctors. Like the coaches and doctors ha- don't always get along. Who is so, this? Kyle Monkey, I believe, on ninety-seven. Oh, and I'm not, I Is think I read life. it. I'm not sure if I read it or I heard it, but I saw that like the Lions coaches and the doctors are not always getting along or whatever, which which is kind of like if you, if you look at like all the injuries and stuff. Like how Stafford, okay, he was going to play. No, he wasn't going to play. Then they got fined for that. And then Jeff Driscoll was active, and then he goes on IR. Like there is so much weird shit going on with the medical staff and all that. So I'm expecting changes. Um, This is a little off topic, but Patricia is going to make changes to his staff. He better. The Forge are actually demanding it. Um, Harold Nash Jr., the strength conditioning guy, likely out the door. Some doctors probably out the door. Out. Some doctors probably are going to be shown the door. They they might go with all need to go. So it, it, they Whoops. they got to like um, shit. <laughs> Bob Quinn needs to fire some people on his staff too. Just like bring in some fresh minds, some fresh blood in. You know what I mean? Because their drafts they've been okay, but okay doesn't win football games. Does, does Paul Paul uh, does Mister Baloney gets a job? Does he I have mean, a job next year? He's like he's not going to be a defensive coordinator. I could see him like being senior defensive assistant or some bullshit, like how Gunther was. Or file papers for Rob do something. Like, I mean, if not, he's probably gone. I could see like Paul Pasquale getting demoted or just getting straight out fired. I, I don't think eh. he's a coordinator. Patricia would never fire him. He'll find a job for him. On the ninety-seven one, he actually said the Lions could go a little outside the box for a defensive coordinator hire. They want to like bring in maybe a new ideas, but it's hard to see Patricia do that, man. It just is like I, I don't know, like he's Rivera. stubborn, man. It's his like it's his niche, you know. It's his defense. It's his Ron, Ron Rivera would never come to Detroit. They have way different minds, and he's not. Oh, yeah. That's a court. Four guy. You need a three-four guy, not and he's four, not taking guy. a defensive coordinator job in Detroit out of all jobs. He's going to be head coach next. Oh he's going to be a head coaching job. Rivera <laughs> makes sense for the Jacksonville Jaguars, in my opinion. Uh, similar defense and stuff like that, but um, yeah, they're they're going to they need a three-four guy. They need a young guy, someone like who's like kind of like who's aggressive, like in their own way. I don't know if he'll do it though. Because Dave said a couple weeks ago on a chat that uh, Brian Stewart and Steve Gregory, Stewart is a DB's coach, Gregory is the assistant defensive coach, they could be the defensive coordinator. So I, I don't know, man. I just don't know what they're going to do. I'm scared. Mm. But hey, at least we get it's going to be a fun offseason, right? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be fun, but it's going to be interesting. Right. It is going to be fun. They have a lot of money. We have they, have What's have lot. Lot. they have like 50. That's like okay. Um, That's good enough. We'll see what, what they did we do. had last year. No, it's not. We had it's more not. last year, I think. They well, more so last year. they sign, like, two stars, or if they sign, like, five or six, like, really good or, like, depth guys. So, I mean, they, they could go either route. We'll see what they do. Yeah. And we have a top pick, man, so that's exciting in itself. But yeah. I will say this, man. Yeah. I told you guys earlier, um, for a way for Detroit Lions to lose me as a for, for the season, is if they do not address this pass rush. I'm telling yeah. you, if they Don't if they go if they if they wait to like round four, five, six, seven to draft a pass rush, and they don't address in free agency, I am waving the white flag before the season even start. Malcolm, you know? they have a uh, top forty pick in the round two and a top uh, five pick in round one. So you could find um, like a Derek Brown, Chase Young is number two. We get number two. Hey, 
I will be super happy. Even if they're at three, they trade up to number two. I will go crazy because you guys know I love Young. Yeah, yeah that, that was a question I wanted to ask you because you wasn't when – I, when I asked Tyler that, um, you wasn't here. All right, what's up? If they do – if we do land Chase Young, uh-huh. do you buy back into this defense? Do I back in? Do, uh, I do, you buy, do you buy back in? Are you saying, oh, shit, we're about to – like we have a good defense? No, not right away because not I don't right always away. agree with the philosophies they do. Um, rushing three is stupid. I don't care who you are. You're giving a quarterback all day to throw. They rely more on coverage than a pass rush. That's why I'm hoping a new like coordinator or like a new guy they hire on the staff will like have a voice. Like, listen, guys, in order to win, you need to head to the quarterback. You need to get to the quarterback. You can't just rely on coverage all day. So I'm hoping that happens. Um, I don't know, man. I just there's so many question marks like with a defensive staff. With the roster itself, it's just so many questions, and it'll be a fun off season. We'll see what they do. Sorry, that is a wrap to episode sixty-seven of the Pride Podcast. And I'm sorry I had to break the unfortunate news that Matt Patricia and Bob Bobby Quinn will be returning to their same duties um, <laughs> in the Detroit Lions. So I'm very sorry that I had to break this news. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the one. But <sighs> all right, guys. I'm Tyler. I'm your host. We'll see you guys. All right, guys, um, before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher also. And if you have a Spotify, we're on Spotify. Give us five stars. Review. I pre- We appreciate all the support from the Hakeem Ballas interview. That was amazing. Thank you. I'm out. Everybody, you're um, just want to let everybody know, um, if you did leave voicemails, we will get to those voicemails next week. We had a little, uh, we have this emergency pod, and then we also have our interview next um, on our very next episode. So we didn't get to the voicemails yet, but trust me, the voicemails are coming. If you want to leave a voicemail, want to vent, want to give somebody a shout out, it, it's all good. Um, that number is 313-355-3116, and I'm your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.